0: Hi, my name is Sean Taylor. That's my friend Chris Ford, a.k.a. The Objective Geek of YouTube and Twitter. And we are talking about Book 2 Spirits, not Book 1. I copy and paste these PowerPoints. That typo is technically still the same typo as last time, not a new typo. Book 2 Spirits, Chapter 14 overall. It's called The Southern Lights, second episode in this season, if you will. But before we get to that, Chris, how are you?
1: I am doing exactly the same as last week, maybe a little better. <laughs> I, don't, I think I like that episode. My, I go rewatch. No, I will definitely rewatch last week's episode.
0: I I will definitely watch it too, and I look forward to seeing what other people have to say about it. <laughs> it's funny because talking about episodes that I don't want to rewatch, and I might have a surprise for you. <laughs> but. Um, for those of you watching live on Facebook, the one of you, I say that you can go back and watch Facebook live videos. Like they stay on Facebook forever. <laughs> so someone someday could be like, I want to watch two straight hours of Chris and Sean talk about these two episodes for that person. Yeah. We're recording back to back for everybody else. Uh, same day, probably no new news, but just to get something out of you, Chris, when's your next video coming to oh, YouTube? Gosh. I'm going to put the pressure on you right now. Uh,
1: good. I need the pressure. Um, You know, my next video, I think my next Avatar video is going to be about Azula and Zuko and some interesting things about that, some interesting fan theories, a fan theory that I have about their their history or where their future may go. Um, I kind of want to get that video, I want to aim to get that video out in maybe February sometime because I have a video that I'm going to come out with on March 1st about Animation, uh, cartoon characters that aren't black but are black, and so I want that to come out March 1st because it's the day after Black History Month. Um, (laughs) that's very well timed, yeah. If I get to hopefully, I do. I kind of wanted to do it last year and I didn't do it, but I really want to do it this year because I also want to do more videos besides Avatar videos, and I really want to get back to just doing videos in general because I just really like that. Um, other thing, uh, I will. I, I like... Oh, yeah, my daughter hasn't watched my YouTube video yet. Anyway, we are watching Infinity Train. Anyone, everyone should watch Infinity Train. Great show. It's a, it's a show that I think parents should definitely watch with their kids because I think it covers a lot of stuff. Um, like about insecurities and uh, being a good person, stuff like that. Um, but also, it's kind of dark. <laughs> but it's a good dark. It's a good dark that scares children in a good way. Um, but she watched this one, and I was like, oh, you should go watch my video about, like... The top lessons, but you no, know, I did, I just said I did a video on this. She's like, "Oh yeah," and she wants to go. She likes watching my YouTube videos whenever. That's cute as heck. Yeah, and so sometimes I even like to watch my own YouTube. That <laughs> sounds like, of course, you should like watching your own stuff. Um, and so every now and then I go back and I watch one because either I, I was someone co- made a comment on like on the video and I'm like, I don't remember what I said, and so I go back and <laughs> watch it. Um, but I do miss making videos. I haven't really sat down and made a video since probably my Avatar Korg video, um, which is really... Uh, I, I enjoy making that one to a certain extent. But um, so I do want to make some more. So my plan is get this Azula Zuka video out mid-February and then do uh, cartoon characters that weren't black. That weren't black, black, but black. I don't know what I'm going to title it yet. But, you know, characters like Piccolo from Dragon Ball Z, or, um, what are the characters? Um, you know, characters who I just thought were black, or who I, who, who I, uh, like personified <laughs> uh, as black, or yeah. yeah, or like, so Dave Chappelle had this, you ever see the Dave Chappelle skit called like the racial draft?
0: I'm sure Where... I have. I feel like I watch, I gobble up everything Dave was,
1: Chappelle as soon as pretty, I see it, but yeah, it was pretty much like, um, all the races had a had a draft they had to draft people who were like either myths or <laughs> or or maybe they um maybe they at a certain race or, or whatever. And so like the black people had the number one draft and then like most dev gets on as I say as like we of the black delegation had decided to draft Tiger Woods and <laughs> so, <laughs> so it's kind of like but like you might see every now and then like people on tour saying like oh yeah the black delegation drafts this so-and-so person because they simplified this or, or whatever that's good, um, certain. it sounds vaguely familiar but if
0: i have seen it it's been a while is that an older one by any chance
1: oh that might have been like episode two okay. of of chappelle's show it was I'll early go. on i
0: ought to go dig that up that sounds amazing and of yeah. course you draft Tiger Woods. That's, that's Well and then Tiger. they do they
1: do they do like sports. Like like the sport draft. Like they, they had commentary beforehand. they like, Oh yeah, is the black part coming up? And uh they might, you know, they might draft Yao Ming. He's been hanging around a lot of black athletes lately and stuff. Don't know if they're rubbing off on him. <laughs> um, it'll be interesting to see where they go with Bob. And then it's yeah <laughs> definitely worth a watch. Every now and then there's up. a there's a there's a character that the black delegation draft or, or needs as a black person is like, I'm claiming that person, that person's black.
0: <laughs> so this is a, this is Chris's, uh, uh, black, black delegation draft of anime.
1: Uh, yeah, animation, uh, okay. pretty much just, and a lot of his characters that some of his characters that I just thought were black. Like I thought two face in Batman, the animated series was black because he was, he had like a certain light skin tone and uh, for black people, it would be a light skin tone. And my mom, her skin tone is, like, very light. And so, like, a black person having a very light skin tone is normal to me. You had this really dark, deep voice that was, uh, was very reminiscent of that guy from Candyman. You ever seen that movie? Um, the uh,
0: one with Tony Todd in it.
1: Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. So Harvey Dent kind of has that voice. And so I put two and two together. Also, he has like a fro sort of, but it's not really a fro now that I look at it more and more. So no, I, I never thought I'd see the day from...
0: where, Har- uh, where Candyman series was referenced on the show, but it makes sense here and, in context because oh, that's, that's got a lot also, of uh, important racial messages
1: in it as well. Yeah. And also Billy D. Williams played Harvey Dent in Batman 89, and so in my head it was like, oh, well, Two-Face in Batman anime series is a black guy. Which also put in my head that he dated um, Poison Ivy for like an episode. That was like the first multiracial couple I saw. <laughs> but turns out it was just two white people. <laughs> but...
0: <laughs> That's hey, I look forward to seeing that video. I imagine there's going to be a lot of things that I would have never paid attention to or noticed without you pointing them out to me directly. <laughs> also, yeah. I'm excited to watch that Dave Chappelle skin. Yeah, uh, go watch it. So that one mid February or no I'm sorry, that one March first, mid February is Azula in yes. in Zuko.
1: Yeah. Yep. Assumption four. I uh
0: what was I gonna say? Oh, your your correct video came out before the holidays and before moving, so it's fine. You got a built in excuse. It was like uh three months of of chaos in in America in general and also mm-hmm. With the uh, with the Ford family, different kinds of chaos though.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was a while ago. I wonder how no, long ago I, it really was. Was three months? Uh, might it might. Close. It might have been
0: September. <laughs> be, <I> could, <laughs> but like like everything I do, it coincided with the uh, start of football season, and then it stopped. <laughs> yeah, football. I'm so sad. Football's almost over, but whatever. I'll get over it. Um. Well, hey, on that note, keep an eye out for those videos, and, and unless you have anything else, uh, any other news that popped up between now and 20 minutes ago when we ended the previous episode, let's talk about the Southern Lights. Mostly. All right. Mostly because I don't want to spend a ton of time <laughs> talking about the Southern Lights. That's just my opinion?
1: <laughs> um. Okay, so Cora starts off doing spiritual training, and when is being really supportive of her, which is something different that she hasn't gotten from some of her previous, uh, teachers. And I feel like, I feel like not that much happened in this episode, but nothing I, I happens know, in this episode. I mean, big important stuff happened. So they, talk, wants her.
0: they talk about big, important stuff happening. Right, it doesn't really, I don't know, doesn't really come to fruition.
1: Uh, okay, so he's first like, hey, the spirits dance in the sky, which which is I like. So the Northern Lights is an actual real thing. Um, did you get to see it recently when it came down to Kansas, as if it's like a band touring? No, I didn't <laughs> actually. I'm surprised you liked it. I hated that. I was like, what a
0: dumb. <laughs> I thought it was stupid. Oh,
1: no, I like that.
0: I like it. I chalked it up and I was it's... like, that's, that's like, I don't want to call it lazy. I just, I was, it was almost too campy or something for me. I was like,
1: come on, that's dumb. I, I, I like that they explain the Northern Lights. I
0: have, I have no, yeah. no legitimate reason for distaste, uh, for disliking it. I, ha- I don't have any good logic. It just didn't sit well with me. Yeah,
1: it's good. Um, Uh, so then he's like, you know, the lights can dance here too, you know, if you open the spirit portal, and, uh, and spirits will feel, you know, free to, to come and stuff, and he's like, oh, okay, um, Cora's like, yeah, sure, I'll do it, whatever, which, I'm I'm fine with Cora going along with this, because so far, Unalak has only shown himself to be uh, supportive, a spiritual advisor to her. He's given her no reason to distrust her, and her old um, mentor, Tenzin, has, because he lied to her about um, about what Aang wanted for her. Her dad has, because you find out that um, Cora's father was uh, ooh, I'm sorry, banished from Northern Water Tribe. Um...
0: I I was I'm okay with her making the decision to go along, but I do feel like it would have merited some questions like, all right, why have no other avatars come taking care of this if it's really that important? Uh, Thinking a story about the northern lights and stuff is was like a little a little uh, I don't know far fetched or something. Like, there's a few things I'm like, would wouldn't she at least be like a little hesitant, a little curious as to like, hey, how important is it really, and what's this going to cause, and do we really want spirits?
1: running around loose up here. Uh, one thing that I kind of didn't even notice until watching it this time is that Korra can't communicate to the past avatars um, willingly. Um, you know, she was able to communicate with Aang that one time probably because she was at her lowest point. And I mean, in, in this isn't bad writing. Um, at least I don't think it is. Because I mean, we've seen throughout Rise of Kyoshi that talking to your previous life, it's, it's difficult. Some avatars don't even do it, and it can be inconsistent. Um, and, of course, still hasn't reached that point yet. And and the best person to help her um, do that is Unalaq. And so she she's really kind of lost spiritually, I think, because Tenzin isn't a help. Um, he's really not helping at all in the spiritual side of things. And uh, so yeah, Unlock is really her her only place to go for advice. She can't even go back and ask like, "Hey, Aang, what's up with this portal thing going on?"
0: It it makes enough sense, and I wouldn't change her her end game. But I feel like she could have shown some hesitance or like asked some questions or I don't know. It seems like really big deal to uh... open a spirit portal. Like as soon as you say spirit portal, I'm like, hold on. <laughs> yeah. Let's let's talk about this a little more. Any of yeah. the other avatars ever ever bring this up? Maybe I don't know. Seems like it might have been their kind of thing too. I don't know. I I think that's a
1: valid critique.
0: But I wouldn't change yeah. her in game because in the situation no, she's no. in, it feels I, like what she should have done or
1: what I would have done yeah. or what have you. I I, I think you have Corey being a little bit apprehensive for it, and then you re. Uh you 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 reaffirm that Unalock knows what he's talking about when he gives like a valid, reasonable answer back to it.
0: Yeah, I think there's an opportunity for that there. So
1: Yeah. Yeah. I'm nitpick in. No, I think it's good. Um Yeah, so they like, go on this trip to the southern thing and Korra... It's in a forest, it, right? In a scary looking yeah. And Cora and her dad. I don't. I don't like how she's acting towards her dad, and this because that's her dad. Like, I feel also, you go back to the whole teenage. I mean, she's eight. She's probably like eighteen by this point, because it's been. She has to be eighteen by this point, because the series started off when she was seventeen, and I don't know if she just turned seventeen or anything. But it doesn't matter. Even if she just turned seventeen, we saw the seasons change, so at least six months went by, and in book one. You know, months went by between the books, so she's at least eighteen by now. I don't think she should be this bratty to her dad. Like she's like, "Dad, well, if you're gonna come, then I don't know. I can't even. I <laughs> forget what she says. It's exactly. pretty. It's pretty. Just
0: it's pretty disrespectful. And I, I always feel like even yeah. at my lowest moments, I was like, "Well, <laughs> I was, hope I was still a
1: decent kid. Maybe I wasn't. I like to think I was. Uh, I never talked back to my parents, but." <laughs> We've we've discussed probably why that was the case.
0: Well, and it's like I had my fair share of quarrels, but in the end, I always had a pretty grounded sense of like, A, I, I don't have to pay room and board to live here, and B, I'm going to leave and move away soon, so I'll get over
1: yeah. it. The only time that I like wanted to argue with my mom is when she wanted to cut my hair, because I had a, a big fro, and she wanted to cut it, and I was so against cutting it because it's, it's my hair. Like, I loved it. Um, and then and my dad was on my side, <laughs> but he got to a point where just, like, your mom said you got to cut it, you got to cut it. So she really just wanted to get it trimmed to where she didn't have to, like, braid it, I guess, anymore. Which, though, to me, I'm like, I'm fine. If you don't want to braid it, it's fine. I'll just wear a fro. Um, but we ended up getting it, like, trimmed. So my hair used to be, was at a point, it was, like, Huge and then went to this barber shop and it went down to like this tall, maybe even shorter than that. And I legit I, I'm not gonna lie, I was probably in tenth grade. I cried in the barber seat getting my hair cut because I was so mad. Uh, which is it's, embarrassing. And I think my mom no, was that's, like
0: that's just that's normal. That's the part where we can't. No, we can, that's we embarrassing can, no, that's we can terrible. nitpick we could nitpick at Cora for being <laughs> being angsty and stuff like that but that's it's not normal teenage specific stuff like crying about losing hair but normal like unusual control or lack thereof over emotions for a teenager like it might not be hair it's i don't know mine's video game something stupid i'm sure if i think about it i don't want to think about it don't make me feel feelings but like so we can nitpick core all we want but the point is that yeah, we reacted to stuff way differently than, yeah. than we think we would have or should have. And that's why if there's any leniency for Korra, that's it. Just like we give leniency to Aang for being an obnoxious small child from time to time. That's... Acting like a little shit.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um, As I still look for that spider from the last episode. <laughs> <in some case. laughs> If you didn't watch well, last week's gonna...
0: episode, go back and watch like ten minutes in, give or take. Ten fifteen, something like that.
1: Um Yeah, so according and her dad fight, um Mako's trying to be a supportive boyfriend. She they get a little RM because of course like whose sides are you taking and stuff, and that's again, that that's annoying to me, but that doesn't I don't know, betray the character, like her relationship with with Mako. Um to me, relationships are messy, <laughs> and, and oftentimes they defy logic, and and how you react and your emotions and relationships defy logic. So to me, that's not even bad writing or anything. That's just, in fact, it's probably good writing that, that uh, that they have these fights. Just, just irks them. <laughs> yeah. Um, then Cora's dad, Cora makes her dad leave, which it's understandable because the spirits keep attacking because of him. Well, to her perception, it's because of him. It's probably like having them attack. Um, and they're probably like, yeah, sure. It's fine. <laughs> I mean, Unilak can just make them probably attack them. Um, so that makes sense that she wants him to leave, but she kind of demands him to leave, which I don't like that because she's being a brat. She'd be like, Dad, I think it's best if you leave. And he'd be like, oh, okay. Um, and he leaves. Um, and then Cory goes to open the Spirit Portal, which I think there's some good-ish animation in here. It's definitely I
0: eye-catching. Like, yeah, it yeah. it's like totally the... different yeah, I think, in the universe. I think
1: they do a good job with fire. I think this uh, animation studio does a good job with fire.
0: I didn't catch um, anything specific other than that. Just the whole thing felt different than anything I had seen. It was like the first time I saw the dragons in Avatar, like it was so different and unique from anything else we'd seen prior that it definitely mm. caught my attention. Brief, yeah. but
1: uh, so then she, she fights off some spirits and she goes in an Avatar state and she opens up the spirit portal, which I do anytime you know Germans recommend music comes whooshing in and the beam of light goes up, you can't help but feel like, oh, this is cool.
0: It was the pinnacle of the episode and it's not very close.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, And then uh, Tanarok says he's proud of her and everything, which that's some good reconciliation there. Thinking about Korra is I think Korra, which is a good character trait, is when you're in the wrong you apologize. And I think she does that time after time. Um you know when when she when she's in. I think she I think she apologizes consistently mm-hmm. when she's in the wrong. She Are apologizes you to Mako. Mako
0: here specifically or
1: Uh yes, yes, okay. Mako. I think coming up she probably apologizes to her dad at some point.
0: I can't remember if that's this. I I shouldn't have watched them. I watched I think the first 4 <laughs> episodes and they these four kind of run together at least early on. Yeah.
1: Uh, And then uh, Unalaq is, you know, proud of her and everything. And then they go back and it ends with Unalaq's forces coming in, which is almost too abrupt. Like, you know, Unalaq was kind of in that phase of, like, all right, I don't trust him, but maybe he's okay, but maybe he's not. Like, you were kind of 50-50. And once his forces come in, you're like, all right, I'm 85% sure this guy as a villain
0: I was gonna go even more and say I you know I trusted him more than 50 50 up to this point like even with the questions it could have just been uh ignorance or or biting off something bigger than he can chew or whatever you know just uh I don't know like I would have trusted him up to this point and but then as soon as you see those ships you're like all right that's a long way away you've been thinking about you've been planning this yeah for a <laughs> while it's it is very stark and it kind of turns your your tone toward him immediately like all right you're a douchebag yeah yeah not a fan Which, anymore in an instant uh, yeah. you you're just fine with him you know literal a minute ago real time mm-hmm. and it's also kind of anticlimactic in that sense too like when you lose your trust in somebody you don't want to be because he sees some ships coming up and
1: that's it I, I don't know that's a good point yeah i don't i don't know how they could have I, I can't I can't think of a better way to uh, do some shock reveal or, or something like that. Um, you know, like Sounds in book like... one, in book one, you know, for the longest time, Tarlok was, was someone that you could somewhat trust to do, uh, uh, be on the right side. You had and then
0: reservations to... about him, but he felt like a good dude.
1: Yeah. And then, I mean, it's not a shock, but then he turns... And, and the fight happens. Um, I, don't know, I don't know why that's a better turn.
0: I think it's more gratifying <laughs> right away. Like, here he's a douchebag, but you almost have to like, you know, you're just in for some bureaucracy or some crap like that. You're like, oh, whatever comes yeah. next. They're not attacking you. They're just parking out there. Like, anything that comes next is going to be some political crap. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: I don't know. It just doesn't feel like a good payoff for what should be a pretty big turn. Uh, a big big Shyamalan um, twist.
1: I think, Could, I think we're at, I, yeah, I just can't think of how to do, uh, if, how they would they do they it gone back
0: And they'd like not seen the ships, but then they went in the palace and like all these guards were there and the throne was empty and he just went up and sat on it. Yeah. Like, oh snap. I well, know. I
1: guess, I guess the real, I guess the real turn comes when Cora comes later in the season when, like, everything gets reaffirmed to the to the viewer that, that Unalak is, is is plotting something nefarious. But right then at the end of this episode, we know he's an antagonist. Like, we're, like, 95% sure, you know, I just yeah. said 85. I raised it to 95. And so anything after that, it's not like a, oh, man. Like, for the character, for Korra, it's like, oh, man, Unalak's been doing all this when we, as a viewer... And, that, and that's the thing, is that As a viewer, you never want to feel like you are um, outsmarting the main character. You guys should be in the same pace, right? You learn something the same time they learn something, Um, or you come to conclusion the same time they do. And uh, and so
0: and this, you just it just makes you mad at Cora here because you just
1: yeah, you're like, come on, Cora, you got to get. Even though it's understandable that it's to me, it's still understandable that that Cora is still a little. Um, maybe a they little just bit needed on to side. wait
0: longer. Maybe it just didn't need to be so stark. So she could have had that, like, good reason to trust a little bit longer, or, or something. Maybe not the whole yeah. fleet. I don't know. It.
1: Maybe, yeah. Maybe extend. Don't extend the story out longer, but extend the time within the story out longer. That way, he can at least call ships, and instead of now, you're like, well, yeah, those ships were there. <laughs> And then those ships got like he's been planning this. That is
0: oh. like what a couple days maybe, I and mean, that's yeah. on the other side of the world. I'd something to make it either feel a little more gratifying or to not break the trust in Unalak yet. They could have drugged that out a bit, but uh, yeah, it's uh you know what that's next episode. That's what I have to say it anyway. There's a point when Cora says something like make make the tribes one again or something like that, and I was like that. That's too close to home right now. <laughs> but the way she said it, and I thought it was a joke for a minute. Like the Simpsons predicting the future.
1: Uh-huh.
0: I think that's next uh-huh. episode, though, when she's breaking up a fight or something.
1: It probably is. Yeah, because I believe next episode is called Civil War Part. Wait, yeah, no. That sounds hmm. right. Wait, yes. I don't know what next episode is called. I don't know titles I'm... off the top of my head, but... I I'm usually great with titles, but I think book two I'm not as great.
0: I think there's probably titles. just not enough distinguishing features in between yeah. episodes, really.
1: I mean, just well, the thing is, is that I'm I'm way better with titles with Avatar because the titles are are far more um, they describe the episode a lot better, yeah. right? So you hear "Painted Lady," right? You're like, oh, well, that's the episode where guitar is the Painted Lady.
0: <laughs> they're almost if you, as on the nose as like uh as a friend's episode where it's like the one with the yeah. turkey you're like oh yeah exactly. i know
1: that like if i told you in game you'd be like well well actually that's pretty easy because that's the it's sort of easy but it could kind of be the last episode it of any season anything, no core yeah. <laughs> um like the stick, yeah. Oh, actually, I know
0: the stick. On the uh, on the cover of the Friends, uh, it's a video game, but it's just a trivia game. And I think it says Friends, the one with all the trivia underneath the yeah. title on the game. I always thought that was clever. It's either the trivia I... or the questions, one of those two.
1: My favorite Friends episode is the one with the roommate game. I'm not sure if that's what it's actually called.
0: Where they, well, yeah. You know where they end up losing the apartment to the
1: Yeah, yeah. Boys. I love that episode. I don't great. know why I do. This is what it's just my favorite friends episode.
0: It's just a, it's like a nice balance of comedy and, and good uh good what do you, ensemble ensemble yeah. interaction. Um
1: yeah that is What great. is what is Chandler's job? What? What <laughs> when is Chandler's job? I don't know why,
0: but I always really liked the one where they play football and Thanksgiving and nobody wants yeah. to.
1: Yeah. <laughs> is it no one's Ross? Oh no, Champ! really? It Ch- I not?
0: mean, really, it's just Monica and Joey—the only ones that are worth. Yeah, yeah, worth. yeah, that's right. Yeah. It's it's, a, it's very amusing, but huh. um, I don't remember. Me. It. why was,
1: why was I watching Friends in seventh grade?
0: Because it was on at the perfect time like you had food and you watched friends it was that's just what was there Damn. uh i don't know i did the like, same wh- thing
1: like why would my mom let me watch a show about like people having sex? a bunch, of, just a bunch <laughs> of friends banging stuff. each other that's the whole thing yeah.
0: <laughs> everyone takes a turn with every other one they all try except uh, the ones who are related <laughs> except that one pair yeah uh I mean, my family is the same way. It doesn't seem like they normally would have let that happen, much less at the dinner table, but just what was on. And my parents really liked it. Yeah. My younger brother was like, he was born in 1994 at the end of 1994. So I don't know how old that made him when Friends started. uh, One. (laughs) And so he probably grew up watching Friends like through his whole childhood. I'll have to ask him someday if he's ever gone back and watch. I bet he's got a weird nostalgia for it. (laughs) Yeah. Huh, uh, yeah, I don't, know. I don't really remember uh, how we that's... got there other than the episode titles I mean, not being as like kind of crisp. That's how we got to it. Yeah.
1: yeah. Um, that's pretty much the episode. They, they
0: see the fleet. They see some ice walls go up, which is weird to put up ice walls against other waterbenders and and that's it. No. Uh, All right. All right. You what? know what? I'll I'll give some credit. They do. Korra like asks the question, and Unalaq's like, "Well, they need." more help cleansing to the original ways or some kind of patriarchal crap like that.
1: Yeah. But now now it's coming into um uh, what is it called when North Americans try to make Native Americans American?
0: Uh what is the word for that? I don't. Know. I keep wanting to say like divine providence or some something like that, but I that's not I mean, the right there's... Divine providence is like, hey, we found it, so it's ours because God. But I don't think that's what you're referencing specifically. Uh,
1: there has to be a word for it, but cultural, I can't think of it for someone
0: like cultural reappropriation or or, or something. No, uh, like that,
1: that would be taking someone else's culture, and ah, uh, there's there has to be a, word, a term for it. But yeah, that's what that's what is like. Hey, you guys gotta do the things the way we do it. <laughs> like we're gonna Listen. force you.
0: Your way was hilariously bad, and we're just going to fix you, and it's going to be fine. Yeah. Uh, all right, let's hit some ratings up.
1: All right, audio-visual. I feel like I'm, I'm, I might be too harsh on this one, because I, I like the southern <laughs> lights, and they come and stuff. So really, I'll probably get this to seven. I think there's some good stuff in there when Cora actually goes. Oh, and also I like Eska and Desna as they slide down for some reason. Oh, that uh, one's fun with them. their little ice boots. Yeah, yeah, that was cool.
0: And then Eska has to pop Bolin because he's got his <laughs> little inflatable suit from Varagon, and,
1: and she pops him so violently. It's hor- I <laughs> like, thought he
0: was dead for a second. I was like, they wouldn't kill yeah. him, would they? <laughs>
1: yeah. Um. Uh, whatever. Sits in half. I might have been too harsh on this one, but sits in half is up there. So that's how I was feeling. Story seven and a half. Um. Stands and, and no, they weren't in this episode, were they? If they're if oh, there's a side, if there's no, a parallel, they were. I forgot about that.
0: It's just them like traveling or getting to the air temple. No, they
1: they were at the air temple because, um, I think Vacation much... Tenzin oh, yeah. is
0: next one. I think this one they just talk about Vacation Tenzin. I don't think they get no. to that till the next one. But no,
1: they, they talk about Vacation Tenzin when they're at the water tribe because when they had that dinner in episode one. Because Kaya and Boomer are like, oh, we get to see vacation Tenzin. <laughs> then, um, but this episode, they go, they're at the Southern Air Temple because it has all the statues. And I do like the part where um, where, where Boomy and Kaya are getting off the bus, and they got to carry their own luggage. And one of the Air Acolytes there are like. Um, they're like, hey, we could use sure. your help. And then they're like, oh, we thought you were the help. <laughs> and they're like, no, we're Avatar Aang's children. And then she's like, oh, Avatar Aang had more children? There's more Air Nomads in the world? No, we're not Air, we're not Airbenders. And she's like, oh, I'm sorry. But the thing is, her sorry was almost like, not I'm sorry for rude. It was a rude being sorry. rude. It's like, I'm sorry that you're not. An airbender
0: <laughs> I could have sworn that was next episode I thought this uh, definitely episode this I, I thought they because were this, maybe it's the same one and this one here where they Tenzin's naming off all these vacations he got to do and they just keep reminding him. It's like yeah we weren't there because that's the next episode yeah, that's, true. that's the next damn it getting messed yeah. up okay
1: <laughs> that's okay uh because in this one Jinora she looks at Avatar Ang statue which is really cool it's really great to see Avatar Aang again um just a stat just cool to see a statue of him, because you're right. That's that's like one of the first places we go in the original series was um was the Southern Air Temple and to see Ang statue there was pretty cool. Um but then she something just guides her to Avatar Wan statue, which at that point we have no idea what the heck it is. It's just a statue of a random avatar that's like way in the back that looks kind of decrepit. And then when Korra um when Korra uh, does opens the spirit portal, his statue glows. So that's pretty much what happens there.
0: Getting getting my episodes mixed up then for sure, but yeah, definitely joked about vacation Tenzin. And uh, yeah, what you said. Okay, next episode they start making fun of him at Tenzin and reminding him that Aang may or may not have been a crap parent. Yeah, more. To I believe it was next time.
1: Next uh, time. Memorable. Give it a sits. In retrospect, I'll probably give it a sits in half, just because I like seeing them in Southern Air Temple. Because I kind of forgot about that. Um, well, but... that's the
0: idea. You forgot about it. How memorable it is it? <laughs> <laughs> <That is true. laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> All right, the sits this is maybe appropriate. Um, yeah, these two, these first two episodes, I could honestly probably skip them. Every every rewatch, uh,
0: there's just not. I don't know. There's just not much meat.
1: On yeah. There. So that's six point nine out of ten. I hope. Uh, I I hope I've re- proven to people that I I'm not completely biased. That's bro. what
0: this season's gonna be about. Like, see, treat everybody fairly here. <laughs> audio visual i gave it a seven the only part that i cared at all for in this episode was the spirit portal opening uh the rest i mean it was if if we did see the air temple which i didn't remember uh, i guess that's nice i don't know the spirit portal was cool everything else uh was mostly a very bland uh landscape very bland forest and icy landscape story I, there's not much happens here i just some political carryover and she opens the spirit portal. And I don't know. That's that. And like I said, I was a little upset with certain facets of it that brought it down and memorable. Obviously I can't even separate it from the other episodes. You could, if it weren't, if it weren't literally just for knowing that she opened the spirit portal, I mean, then you could almost argue that nothing happened in this episode at all. Mm -hmm. Maybe the reveal about her father and opening the spirit portal we could have got those a different way. I don't know. I, I I, don't skip episodes, and I don't recommend other people skip these episodes because j- they're 20 minutes each, but I don't need it. 6.5. That means we're at a 6.8 overall. And, uh, yeah, it's not a, not a good thing. I do time. think
1: it. the season reaches a certain point where... Cora everything. stops being annoying to me and that's to me, she, and it might be episode three. I'm like, Oh yeah. Okay. At this point she doesn't do anything else. That's really annoying. She, I mean, she might do stuff that's, uh, maybe questionable, but not, not annoying to me. Um, but be, uh, we, uh, not reached that point yet.
0: Next week should be interesting enough. Cause hopefully we can talk about Aang, um, Aang as a dad and just involve him more in the discussion mm-hmm. and, and yeah. break away from the uh, there's. I mean there's still uh, southern water tribe politics involved but there's more of a side story in episode 3 so hopefully that's generally more engaging. Fingers crossed. That's all I got.
1: Final thoughts? Um hmm. Uh nothing really. Me neither. <laughs> be kind to people.
0: That's right, be good people. I can't believe I'm so excited. The best part about this, uh last week, last time, whatever, whichever, there's a spider. And this time we got to talk about the Candyman. Uh fun fun fact about Sean, I don't share a lot. Uh huge fan of like I'm gonna call them like B tier horror movies. Not the so bad that they're good ones that people claim I don't like those. Yeah not triple A ones that actually try super duper hard to be scary, but then they're not scary. Uh, but that just good solid B B grade <laughs> slashers and stuff. I love those. Love them. I eat them up. Probably something not a people, not a lot of people know about Sean. Mm. we yeah. might've talked about it before. It's possible. Sure. Uh, and it's honestly possible that we've talked about Tony Todd before because he's a gym.
1: I don't think we've talked about him before.
0: Uh, do you remember the movie The Rock with Nicolas Cage and Sean Connery? I never watched that. It's not bad, it's not good, but it's not bad. <laughs> it's for the <laughs> Nicolas Cage uh, community reference, there. Um, I don't know if I did it, I don't <laughs> know if I pulled it off that well, but that's what I was going for.
1: <laughs> I need to rewatch community, anyway.
0: It is, it is timely. Once we finish Scrubs, I'll probably go back and watch community again.
1: Today, oh that, no, you need to watch you need to watch The Good Place, Sean.
0: I I will tell my wife about that and there's a chance that it, you know if she's super interested. We'll watch that one together, which is fine. That's great even, but that just means it's much longer until we get there. You know, we're talking like an episode maybe 4 or 5 a week. But uh just today in the episode of Scrubs that we finished on whatever that one I just told you about, there's the, a little other doctor in the fellowship program his name is Charlie. And for a good solid two minutes, I thought he was the dean. He's not. He's a different guy. But he had me convinced. His name is Charlie. Just oh, okay. Just uh, give him a quick Google, and you'll kind of hear his voice in your head, I think. I, like, I had huh. to Google it to believe that it wasn't the same person. And it's not. I was totally wrong. It's not Jim. Uh, I should know his name. I'm Parson? Of Jim Parson? Jim. I think it's like... Jim Parson. Jim.
1: No. The last
0: name starts with a P, but it's not Parson. Jim. Something. Jim P. Period.
1: Look him up in the P's. Hey, what is it? Now it's kidding. Hey, Google. It uh, doesn't hear me, probably, because I have this headphone.
0: Yeah, we'll figure it out. It's it's okay. not Parson, but it is a P. I just can't think of what it is. Last week, it oh. was Aubrey Plaza. This week, it's uh, Jim
1: P... week before that, I think it was Greg Baldwin, who voices Zyro.
0: Oh, yeah, that was right, because I asked you when it changed over. Jim Pro, Jim per.
1: It's uh, killing uh, Oh, man, I'm way off. Holy crap. Who plays the Dean, right, yeah. in Community? Yeah. Jim Rash. Rash. I don't know
0: why I thought it was P. Maybe because it's really close to R?
1: Who the heck is Jim Parson? I don't sounds know. Familiar. That sounds
0: like a real person. it sounds, sounds like a
1: famous dollar. human oh it's oh i'm sorry wait
0: i feel like i should know it is he from a sitcom? You, you should
1: you should know it sean
0: it's a uh, mm-hmm. oh uh, um big bang theory He's yes sheldon
1: yep yeah. yeah
0: i knew a thing i'm so proud <laughs> i never know things i knew tony todd and 10 minutes later took me to figure out jim parsons i'm kind of proud of myself i knew actors today <laughs> uh hey that's what you wanted to wait <laughs> people that listened <laughs> 42 minutes of us talk about an episode that we kind of didn't like at Thank least we Harris. saved our tangent who to Jim the parsons was <laughs> <laughs> go out with a bang all right that's all that's all we got for this week though hey thanks for listening and or watching avatar the last podcasters Get to us on Instagram and Twitter at last underscore podcasters or on Facebook at facebook.com slash avatar the last podcasters. We are going to do our best to be more active on social media. We took kind of a long, uh, very lazy holiday hiatus. We'll get back to it. We promise. And in the meantime, my name's Sean. That's Chris Ford, a.k.a. The Objective Geek on YouTube and Twitter. Thank you so much for paying any attention to us whatsoever. We really appreciate it.